Section 21 of The Rise and Fall of the Confederate Government, Volume 1B. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Rise and Fall of the Confederate Government by Jefferson Davis, Volume 1B, Part 4, Chapter 8A. The Kentucky Resolutions of 1798-99. Their Influence on Political Affairs. Kentucky Declares for Neutrality. Correspondence of Governor McGoffin with the President of the United States and the President of the Confederate States. Occupation of Columbus, Kentucky by Major General Polk. His Correspondence with the Kentucky Commissioners. Kentucky, the eldest daughter of Virginia, had moved contemporaneously with her mother in the assertion of the cardinal principles announced in the resolutions of 1798-99. She then, by the properly constituted authority, did with due solemnity declare that the government of the United States was the result of a compact between the states to which each acceded as a state, that it possessed only delegated powers, of which it was not the exclusive or final judge, and that, as in all cases of compact among parties having no common judge, each party has an equal right to judge for itself, as well of infractions, as of the mode and measure of redress. Thus spoke Kentucky in the first years of her existence as a sovereign. The great truth announced in her series of resolutions was the sign under which the democracy conquered in 1800, and which constituted the cornerstone of the political edifice of which Jefferson was the architect, and which stood unshaken for sixty years from the time its foundation was laid, during this period, the growth, prosperity, and happiness of the country seemed unmistakably to confirm the wisdom of the voluntary union of free sovereign states under a written compact confining the action of the general government to the expressly enumerated powers which had been delegated therein. When infractions of the compact had been deliberately and persistently made, when the intent was clearly manifested to pervert the powers of the general government from the purposes for which they had been conferred, and to use them for the injury of a portion of the states which were the integral parties to the compact some of them resolved to judge for themselves of the mode and measure of redress and to exercise the right enunciated in the declaration of independence to be the unalienable endowment of every people to alter or abolish any form of government and to institute a new one laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness by no rational mode of construction in view of the history of the declaration of independence or of the resolutions of kentucky can it be claimed that the word people had any other meaning than that of a distinct community such as the people of each colony who by their delegates in the congress declared themselves to be henceforth a state and that none other than the people of each state could by the resolutions of 1798-99, have been referred to as the final judge of infractions of their compact, and of the remedy which should be applied. Kentucky made no decision adverse to this right of a state, but she declared, in the impending conflict between the states seceding from and those adhering to the federal government, that she would hold the position of neutrality. If the question was to be settled by a war of words, that was feasible, but if the conflict was to be one of arms, it was utterly impracticable. To maintain neutrality under such circumstances would have required a power greater than that of both the contestants, or a moral influence commanding such respect for her wishes as could hardly have been anticipated from that party which had, in violation of right, 
inflicted the wrongs which produced the withdrawal of some of the states, and had uttered multiplied threats of coercion if any state attempted to exercise the rights defined in the resolutions of 1798-99. If, however, any such hope may have been entertained, but few moons had filled and waned before the defiant occupation of her territory and the enrollment of her citizens as soldiers in the army of invasion must have dispelled the illusion. The following correspondence took place in August between Governor McGoffin of Kentucky and President Lincoln, also between the Governor and myself, as President of the Confederate States, relative to the neutrality of the state. Quote, Commonwealth of Kentucky, Executive Department, Frankfurt, August 19, 1861. To His Excellency Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States. Sir, from the commencement of the unhappy hostilities now pending in this country, the people of Kentucky have indicated an earnest desire and purpose, as far as lay in their power, while maintaining their original political status, to do nothing by which to involve themselves in the war. Up to this time they have succeeded in securing to themselves and to the state peace and tranquillity as the fruits of the policy they adopted. My single object now is to promote the continuance of these blessings to this state. Until within a brief period, the people of Kentucky were quiet and tranquil, free from domestic strife, and undisturbed by internal commotion. They have resisted no law, rebelled against no authority, engaged in no revolution, but constantly proclaimed their firm determination to pursue their peaceful avocations, earnestly hoping that their own soil would be spared the presence of armed troops, and that the scene of conflict would be kept removed beyond the border of their state. By thus avoiding all occasions for the introduction of bodies of armed soldiers, and offering no provocation for the presence of military force, the people of Kentucky have sincerely striven to preserve in their state domestic peace, and avert the calamities of sanguinary engagements. Recently, a large body of soldiers have been enlisted in the United States Army and collected in military camps in the central portion of Kentucky. This movement was preceded by the active organization of companies, regiments, etc., consisting of men sworn into the United States service under officers holding commissions from yourself. Ordnance, arms, munitions, and supplies of war are being transported into the state, and placed in large quantities in these camps. In a word, an army is now being organized and quartered within the state, supplied with all the appliances of war, without the consent or advice of the authorities of the state, and without consultation with those most prominently known and recognized as loyal citizens. This movement now imperils that peace and tranquility which, from the beginning of our pending difficulties, have been the paramount desire of this people, and which, up to this time, they have so secured to the state. Within Kentucky there has been, and is likely to be, no occasion for the presence of military force. The people are quiet and tranquil, feeling no apprehension of any occasion arising to invoke protection from the federal arm. They have asked that their territory be left free from military occupation, and the present tranquility of their communication left uninvaded by soldiers. They do not desire that Kentucky shall be required to supply the battlefield for the contending armies or become the theater of the war. Now, therefore, as governor of the state of Kentucky, and in the name of the people I have the honor to represent, and with the single and earnest desire to avert from their peaceful homes the horrors of war, I urge the removal from the limits of Kentucky of the military force now organized and in camp within the state. If such action as is here urged be promptly taken, I firmly believe the peace of the people of Kentucky will be preserved 
and the horrors of a bloody war will be averted from a people now peaceful and tranquil i am very respectfully your obedient servant b mcgoffin washington august twenty fourth eighteen sixty one to his excellency b mcgoffin governor of the state of kentucky sir your letter of the nineteenth instant in which you urge the removal from the limits of kentucky of the military force now organized and in camp within that state is received i may not possess full and precisely accurate knowledge upon this subject but i believe it is true that there is a military force in camp within kentucky acting by authority of the united states which force is not very large and is not now being augmented i also believe that some arms have been furnished to this force by the united states i also believe this force consists exclusively of kentuckians having their camp in the immediate vicinity of their own homes and not assailing or menacing any of the good people of kentucky in all i have done in the premises i have acted upon the urgent solicitation of many kentuckians and in accordance with what i believed and still believe to be the wish of a majority of all the union-loving people of kentucky while i have conversed on this subject with many of the eminent men of kentucky including a large majority of her members of congress i do not remember that any one of them or any other person except your excellency and the bearers of your excellency's letter has urged me to remove the military force from kentucky or to disband it one very worthy citizen of kentucky did solicit me to have the augmenting of the force suspended for a time taking all the means within my reach to form a judgment i do not believe it is the popular wish of kentucky that this force shall be removed beyond her limits and with this impression i must respectfully decline to so remove it i most cordially sympathize with your excellency in the wish to preserve the peace of my own native state kentucky it is with regret i search for and cannot find in your not very short letter any declaration or intimation that you entertain any desire for the preservation of the federal union your obedient servant a lincoln End quote. Quote, commonwealth of kentucky executive department frankfurt august twenty fourth eighteen sixty one honorable jefferson davis richmond virginia sir since the commencement of the unhappy difficulties pending in the country the people of kentucky have indicated a steadfast desire and purpose to maintain a position of strict neutrality between the belligerent parties they have earnestly striven by their policy to avert from themselves the calamity of war and protect their own soil from the presence of contending armies up to this period they have enjoyed comparative tranquillity and entire domestic peace recently a military force has been enlisted and quartered by the united states authorities within this state i have on this day addressed a communication and dispatched commissioners to the president of the united states urging the removal of these troops from the soil of kentucky and thus exerting myself to carry out the will of the people in the maintenance of a neutral position the people of this state desire to be free from the presence of the soldiers of either belligerent and to that end my efforts are now directed although i have no reason to presume that the government of the confederate states contemplate or have ever proposed any violation of the neutral attitude thus assumed by kentucky there seems to be some uneasiness felt among the people of some portion of the state occasioned by the collection of bodies of troops along their southern frontier in order to quiet this apprehension and to secure to the people their cherished object of peace this communication is to present these facts and elicit an authoritative assurance 
that the government of the confederate states will continue to respect and observe the position indicated as assumed by kentucky very respectfully your obedient servant b mcgoffin richmond august twenty eighth eighteen sixty one to honorable b mcgoffin governor of kentucky etc sir i have received your letter informing me that since the commencement of the unhappy difficulties pending in the country the people of kentucky have indicated a steadfast desire to maintain a position of strict neutrality between the belligerent parties in the same communication you express your desire to elicit an authoritative assurance that the government of the confederate states will continue to respect and observe the neutral position of kentucky in reply to this request i lose no time in assuring you that the government of the confederate states neither desires nor intends to disturb the neutrality of kentucky the assemblage of troops in tennessee to which you refer had no other object than to repel the lawless invasion of that state by the forces of the united states should their government seek to approach it through kentucky without respect for its position of neutrality that such apprehensions were not groundless has been proved by the course of that government in the states of maryland and missouri and more recently in kentucky itself in which as you inform me a military force has been enlisted and quartered by the united states authorities the government of the confederate states has not only respected most scrupulously the neutrality of kentucky but has continued to maintain the friendly relations of trade and intercourse which it has suspended with the united states generally in view of the history of the past it can scarcely be necessary to assure your excellency that the government of the confederate states will continue to respect the neutrality of kentucky so long as her people will maintain it themselves but neutrality to be entitled to respect must be strictly maintained between both parties or if the door be opened on the one side for the aggressions of one of the belligerent parties upon the other it ought not to be shut to the assailed when they seek to enter it for purposes of self-defense i do not however for a moment believe that your gallant state will suffer its soil to be used for the purpose of giving an advantage to those who violate its neutrality and disregard its rights over others who respect both in conclusion i tender to your excellency the assurance of my high consideration and regard and am sir very respectfully yours etc jefferson davis movements by the federal forces in southwestern kentucky revealed such designs as made it absolutely necessary that general polk commanding the confederate forces in that section should immediately occupy the town of columbus kentucky a position of much strategic importance on the shore of the mississippi river that position was doubly important because it commanded the opposite shore in missouri and was the gateway on the border of tennessee two states of the confederacy were therefore threatened by the anticipated movement of the enemy to get possession of columbus major general polk therefore crossed the state line took possession of hickman on september third and on the fourth secured columbus general grant who took command at cairo on september second being thus anticipated seized paducah at the mouth of the tennessee river and occupied it in force on the fifth and sixth after the occupation under date of september fourth i received the following dispatch from major-general polk the enemy having descended the mississippi river some three or four days since and seated himself with cannon and entrenched lines opposite the town of columbus kentucky making such demonstrations as left no doubt upon the minds of any of their intention to seize and forcibly possess said town i thought proper under the plenary power delegated to me 
to direct a sufficient portion of my command both by the river way and land to concentrate at columbus as well to offer to its citizens that protection they unite to a man in accepting as also to prevent in time the occupation by the enemy of a point so necessary to the security of western tennessee the demonstration on my part has had the desired effect the enemy has withdrawn his forces even before i had fortified my position it is my intention to continue to occupy and hold this place on the same day i sent the following reply to major general polk your telegram received the necessity must justify the action the legislature of kentucky passed resolutions and appointed a committee to inquire into the action of general polk from which the annexed correspondence resulted correspondence between major general polk and the authorities of kentucky resolutions of the kentucky senate relative to the violation of the neutrality of kentucky Quote, resolved by the senate that the special committee of the senate raised for the purpose of considering the reported occupation of hickman and other points in kentucky by confederate troops take into consideration the occupation of paducah and other places in kentucky by the federal authorities and report thereon when the true state of the case shall have been ascertained that the speaker appoint three members of the senate to visit southern kentucky who are directed to obtain all the facts they can in reference to the recent occupation of kentucky soil by confederate and federal forces and report in writing at as early a day as practicable in senate of kentucky saturday september seventh a d eighteen sixty one twice read and adopted attest signed j h johnson s s in accordance with the foregoing resolution the speaker appointed as said committee messrs john m johnson william b reed and thornton f marshall attest signed j h johnson s s letter of hon j m johnson chairman of the committee of the kentucky senate to general polk quote, columbus kentucky september ninth eighteen sixty one to major general polk commanding forces etc sir i have the honor to enclose herewith a resolution of the senate of kentucky adopted by that body upon the reception of the intelligence of the military occupation of hickman chalk bank and columbus by the confederate troops under your command i need not say that the people of kentucky are profoundly astonished that such an act should have been committed by the confederates and especially that they should have been the first to do so with an equipped and regularly organized army the people of kentucky having with great unanimity determined upon a position of neutrality in the unhappy war now being waged and which they had tried in vain to prevent had hoped that one place at least in this great nation might remain uninvaded by passion and through whose good office something might be done to end the war or at least to mitigate its horrors or if this were not possible that she might be left to choose her destiny without disturbance from any quarter in obedience to the thrice repeated will of the people as expressed at the polls and in their name i ask you to withdraw your forces from the soil of kentucky i will say in conclusion that all the people of the state await in deep suspense your action in the premises i have the honor to be your obedient servant etc signed john m johnson chairman of committee end quote. letter from general polk to the kentucky commissioners columbus kentucky september ninth eighteen sixty one to j m johnson chairman of committee senate of kentucky quote, sir i have the honor to acknowledge the receipt of your letter of this date conveying to me a copy of a resolution of the senate of kentucky 
under which a committee of which you are chairman was raised for the purpose of considering the reported occupation of hickman and other points in kentucky by the confederate troops and that they take into consideration the reported occupation of paducah and other points in kentucky by the federal authorities and report thereon also that they be directed to obtain all the facts they can in reference to the recent occupation of kentucky soil by the confederate and federal forces and report in writing at as early a day as practicable from the terms of the resolution it appears your office as committee men was restricted merely to collecting the facts in reference to the recent occupation of kentucky soil by the confederate and federal forces and to report thereon in writing at as early a day as possible in answer to these resolutions i have respectfully to say that so far as the confederate forces are concerned the facts are plain and shortly stated the government which they represent recognizing as a fundamental principle the right of sovereign states to take such a position as they choose in regard to their relations with other states was compelled by that principle to concede to kentucky the right to assume the position of neutrality which she has chosen in the passing struggle this it has done on all occasions and without an exception the case is alluded to by his excellency governor mcgoffin in his recent message as raids i presume are the cases of the steamers cheney and orr the former was the unauthorized and unrecognized act of certain citizens of alabama and the latter the act of citizens of tennessee and others and was an act of reprisal they cannot therefore be charged in any sense as acts of the confederate government the first and only instance in which the neutrality of kentucky has been disregarded is that in which the troops under my command and by my direction took possession of the place I now hold, and so much of the territory between it and the Tennessee line as was necessary for me to pass over in order to reach it. This act finds abundant justification in the history of the concessions granted to the federal government by Kentucky ever since the war began, notwithstanding the position of neutrality which she had assumed, and the firmness with which she proclaimed her intention to maintain it. That history shows the following, among other facts. In January, the house of representatives of kentucky passed anti-coercion resolutions only four dissenting the governor in may issued his neutrality proclamation the address of the union central committee including mr james speed mr prentice and other prominent union men in april proclaimed neutrality as a policy of kentucky and claimed that an attempt to coerce the south should induce kentucky to make common cause with her and take part in the contest on her side without counting the cost. The Union speakers and papers, with few exceptions, claimed, up to the last election, that the Union vote was strict neutrality and peace. These facts and events gave assurance of the integrity of the avowed purpose of your state, and we were content with the position she assumed. Since the election, however, she has allowed the seizure in her port, Paducah, of property of citizens of the Confederate States she has by her members in the congress of the united states voted supplies of men and money to carry on the war against the confederate states she has allowed the federal government to cut timber from her forests for the purpose of building armed boats for the invasion of the southern states she is permitting to be enlisted in her territory troops not only of her own citizens but of the citizens of other states for the purpose of being armed and used in offensive warfare against the confederate states at camp robinson in the county of Garrod, there are now 10,000 troops. If the newspapers can be relied upon, 
in which men from tennessee ohio indiana and illinois are mustered with kentuckians into the service of the united states and armed by that government for the avowed purpose of giving aid to the disaffected in one of the confederate states and of carrying out the designs of that government for their subjugation notwithstanding all these and other acts of a similar character the confederate states have continued to respect the attitude which kentucky had assumed as a neutral and forborne from reprisals in the hope that kentucky would yet enforce respect for her position on the part of the government of the united states our patient expectation has been disappointed and it was only when we perceived that this continued indifference to our rights and our safety was about to culminate in the seizure of an important part of her territory by the united states forces for offensive operations against the confederate states that a regard for self-preservation demanded of us to seize it in advance we are here therefore not by choice but of necessity and as i have had the honor to say in a communication addressed to his excellency governor mcgoffin a copy of which is herewith enclosed and submitted as a part of my reply so i now repeat in answer to your request that i am prepared to agree to withdraw the confederate troops from kentucky provided she will agree that the troops of the federal government be withdrawn simultaneously with a guarantee which i will give reciprocally for the confederate government that the federal troops shall not be allowed to enter nor occupy any part of kentucky for the future in view of the facts thus submitted i cannot but think the world at large will find it difficult to appreciate the profound astonishment with which you say the people of kentucky receive the intelligence of the occupation of this place i have the honor to be respectfully your obedient servant etc leonidas polk major general commanding letter from general polk to governor mcgoffin columbus kentucky september third eighteen sixty one governor mcgoffin frankfort kentucky i should have dispatched to you immediately as the troops under my command took possession of this position the very few words i addressed to the people here but my duties since that time have so preoccupied me that i have but now the first leisure moment to communicate with you it will be sufficient for me to inform you as my short address herewith will do that i had information on which i could rely that the federal forces intended and were preparing to seize columbus i need not describe to you the danger resulting to western tennessee from such occupation my responsibility could not permit me quietly to lose to the command entrusted to me so important a position in evidence of the accuracy of the information i possessed i will state that as the confederate force approached this place the federal troops were found in formidable numbers in position upon the opposite bank with their cannon turned upon columbus the citizens of the town had fled with terror and not a word of assurance of safety or protection had been addressed to them since i have taken possession of this place i have been informed by highly respected citizens of your state that certain representatives of the federal government are seeking to take advantage of its own wrong are setting up complaints against my acts of occupation and are making it a pretest for seizing other points upon this proceeding i have no comments to make but i am prepared to say that i will agree to withdraw the confederate troops from kentucky provided that she will agree that the troops of the federal government be withdrawn simultaneously with a guarantee which i will give reciprocally for the confederate government that the federal troops shall not be allowed to enter or occupy any part of kentucky in the future i have the honor to be respectfully your obedient servant signed leonidas polk 
Major General Commanding. End, quote. End of Part 4, Chapter 8A.